to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health and wellness from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence, and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day. Welcome back to another episode of Crystals to Cocktails. We're super excited for this episode and all the episodes, let's be real. <laughs> like, do I say that on every episode? I think so. Uh, but we've spoken a lot about mindset. Let's talk mental strength and taking your power back today. Uh, Linz had talked about flexing that self-love muscle a few episodes back. Today, let's talk about flexing that mental muscle, your brain strength. Our last episode, we talked about giving yourself grace and, you know, just leaning into your seasons and knowing when to say no. I figured that getting into this topic would be a great transition off of that because, you know, we can get to a point where we start to give ourselves a little bit too much grace. And I think that getting to the point where we're able to take our power back and not just lean into, not just lean into the... I'm going to keep giving myself grace because there does come a point where like when, when is enough enough? (laughs) Right. When like almost that can become an excuse in a way. Yeah. An excuse and a crutch. I kind of also wanted to get into like breaking the, the misconception and excuses. I feel like when we struggle with different things, especially mental illness, we can use that as a crutch. Like, oh, I like, I suffer with anxiety and depression. So like, I just, I just can't right now, but just because you suffer with mental illness doesn't mean you can't be mentally strong. It just really is. You need to flex that brain strength. You know, you need to get into the point where you are able to overcome those excuses uh, and not lean on them. And that is a choice. I know that like anxiety and depression can definitely be crippling, but there are ways to combat it and there are ways to develop your mental strength further. I love that. Let's get into these freaking mental gains because I'll tell you, you can change your hair, you can change your body, you can change where you live, what you do, everything. But if you don't have it, if you don't have it together and toned from the neck up, in a way, you know, like then you, no matter what environment you plant yourself in, you're not going to be able to grow. It really does all start with your mind and your mindset and having that be your foundation for the rest of the amazing things that you start bringing into your life, attracting into your life too. Well, well, well. <laughs> so what I have to say about what happened, what happened, what is that? I I want to say a little something about this. I feel like so many people are always like, I need to wait until this time to start. I need to wait till Monday, the new year, whatever the fuck it is. It's just like stupid excuse that we all just say to make ourselves feel better in the moment. But even if it's just like Sunday night and you're talking about, I need to change my mindset Monday morning. Like you all, you, you don't need a new day to start over with a fresh mindset, like you literally just need to, to start. Um, you just need a, a new mindset. And that's it. like you guys were talking about earlier. That's a choice. It's so true. You can literally decide in the middle of the day to be a new version of yourself. And I think I've definitely had, I've had a lot of those days recently too, where it's like, okay, I halfway through the day, I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm choosing again. I'm going to be a different well, version of myself. Lindsay, I think you made a post about that the other day, literally okay. like you, and I could relate hard to it. So I'm sure so many other people can too, about how like you started your day kind of on the wrong foot. Maybe it doesn't even yeah. matter. Maybe you started on the wrong, on the right foot, but then something happened. But again, you, you decided to choose again. And that comes with practice. And that's why I'm really happy that we're getting into this topic because that did not always come easily to me. I didn't always see that option so clearly, but once you start practicing this and really like, you know, when Kelsey talks about brain strength, it's because you're, you have to literally do exercises and practice this mindset and this way and method of thinking that can bring you when you're going through those little struggles or those big struggles, it really does provide you the strength to keep moving through. 
It can literally be something as simple as if you're having a day that, you know, didn't start off on the right foot and you feel yourself starting to go down that rabbit hole of, oh shit, like bad things always happen to me. This would happen to me. Just my luck. Like maybe make a list of all of the good things that are happening in your life, all of the positive things that you've been through in the past and that you know that you can get back to. I think one of the biggest things that I do if I feel myself shifting into that type of mindset and feeling like this day, like, oh, it's been a day. Okay. Let me take a minute, reframe that. Let me go put on a meditation that I know is going to help me press the reset button on my mindset and, you know, where I actually want to pour my energy into this day. And for all of you full-time workers out there listening, um, I just want to shed some light to that, like, it can feel really difficult in an office setting um, if you're back to work right now. A lot of us aren't, but if you are back to work right now, it can be hard halfway through your day to like be like, okay, where do I find that pause to meditate? Where do I find that pause to kind of collect my thoughts and like regroup? And from experience, I can tell you that I would take a full lunch break in my car and eat my food in my car. It's not that I didn't like my coworkers. It's just that I needed that time for myself. I would pull my seat in full recline, meditate, take that time for myself. I would go take, you know, the longest walk to the furthest bathroom possible from my desk and have my headphones in and during that time be listening to a breath work that I was practicing as I was walking to that bathroom. So there are definitely ways, whether you work from home, whether you are, you know, working in a actual physical place right now (laughs) to still implement these things. So again, don't let anything be an excuse to not open up your mind and at least try one of these things. This reminds me of something that I actually read earlier this morning from Think Like a Monk. It says, gratitude also helps us overcome the bitterness and pain that we all carry with us. Try feeling jealous and like you can say other things like overwhelmed, like anxious, try feeling jealous and grateful simultaneously. Wow, that's too much for me. But it's hard to imagine, right? When you're present in gratitude, you can't be anywhere else. So with when I heard this and I was like, oh, well, goddamn. So yeah, I am very grateful. I worked my ass off to work from home. And when I am feeling some type of way, I can just sit down and write a list of what I'm grateful for to, you know, overpower like the bullshit that my mind's trying to tell me. So if you don't have that right now, like I don't have it always, if I'm traveling or whatever, I can quickly do a scan of what am I grateful for right now? And that like, like this just says right here, try feeling jealous or whatever it is and grateful at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like impossible. So that's like a new practice that I've been testing out and it's really working. I love that. I also think that maybe if you're feeling like you're at a point where you've lost power or control of your life or, um, you know, you're, you're just salty, (laughs) maybe take a minute to, to take a step back and like really identify the people that you feel like have taken a piece of your power and why you feel that way. Because sometimes it's not always what it seems and you might be putting more on that person for the way that they're making you feel than they actually are. I actually had read something earlier where it was a story about this woman who had a pretty tumultuous relationship with her mother-in-law and just didn't like the way that her mother-in-law handled things and like showed up at their house all the time and like undermined her parenting. And she would constantly, the the woman would constantly complain to her friends about it, complain to her husband about it, uh, complain to like her therapist about it. it. Just got to the point where she spent so much energy being frustrated with this person that all of that time and energy that she spent doing that made it worse instead of actually addressing the problem, setting boundaries, getting to the point where she was able to stick up for herself. And if somebody like, if somebody hurts your feelings, tell them you need, I know that it might not be easy, but you need to get to a point where like, that's a piece of taking your power back, letting them know how they made you feel and setting those boundaries so that they can't, they don't, they can't do it again. 
you know, that's a big, big piece of taking your power back. Because I think that we talk about all the time, the people that you surround yourself with can still surround yourself with these people that might be an energy drainer, but really getting clear with your boundaries when it comes to the relationship with them. And I love Kelsey, how you just touched on, it's almost like there can be a boundary set around how much time you give something your energy example, you know, she spent all this energy and she spent all this time, you know, venting to friends, worrying about this, being annoyed by this. And throughout that whole timeline, she's being sucked dry of her, probably her positivity, her gratitude, you know, like she can't see anything else because right now she's blinded by this situation that is consuming her. And instead, if she had addressed it quicker, like you said, you know, then you're also not only protecting, you know, your mindset, but like you're protecting your energy and how much of it you want it to go to a negative source versus how much can almost go to like more of a positive source if you confront it quicker and find that voice quicker. I love that, Lindsay. So this made me think about, I actually made a post about this earlier you can't really judge all of your thoughts. You know, you're, you are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You're a human. You feel your thoughts and emotions. Like every human has them. They're called feelings for a reason. But in order to grow from your bad experiences or whatever you want to call them, you have to start to like zoom out and be an observer and think about like how... Just disconnect from how you feel and tap into like what you've learned, basically. And I feel like with every experience that we have, again, some being shitty, to me, honestly, with all the shitty experiences and whatever, I like, I'm, I'm never pissed off. I'm just, I'm grateful for the experience because I've always learned. And most of the time when I like, I feel like the worse the experience or the time, the more I learn. So I'm never really that upset, you know. You're not losing, you're learning. Thank you. I'm like, that's all I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the way you said it. And honestly, it kind of reminded me about how sometimes I can have very two strong tracks of thought at a time. And this will happen as you're, you know, learning this practice of, you know, kind of like mastering your mindset in a nutshell. And, but I have this two track mind sometimes where I have my initial gut reaction and then I have my like enlightened reaction at the same time. And they're two like parallel thoughts. And I'm like, okay, I understand. And I recognize how this is making me feel, but I also am seeing this from that zoomed out lens that you were talking about, Haley. And I actually, I can see the bigger picture. I can see past my, you know, emotions, which are just a culmination of my past experiences. And I can actually see the situation for what it is at the same time. And that is a very interesting like place to be in because then you can, like you said, put your personal you know, feelings aside and see the bigger picture of everything and, you know, understand that like, okay, this is happening, but this isn't forever. This isn't permanent. This is just what's happening right now. I just feel like if, sorry, if you're not being challenged, you're not really like learning and growing. So like, if you're just, if your life is just so easy, that's (laughs) kind of like, you should probably do something with your life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Start challenging yourself so you can see what you're really made of. Yeah, like you don't cry yourself to sleep every night. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Nothing. <laughs> I think that your you said your like gut versus r- remind me you said your gut versus emotional reaction. My gut like versus- gut reaction versus my enlightened reaction. <laughs> right. So I think that that your gut reaction versus your enlightened reaction also comes down to like thinking before you react. Because if we're in amidst a situation where we're pissed off or we feel attacked or just, you know, feel like we're in a situation where somebody is taking our power from us, then we can react from that emotional stance instead of, or that the gut reaction versus, versus the enlightened reaction instead of like, you know, always take that minute to take a step back and observe it from a different perspective. 
go at it a different way. Like if you need to take deep breaths, like when you're responding from frustration and anger, like you, your body literally has a physical reaction. So if you can slow down your breathing and get into a different headspace, drop into your heart space, as Sarah would say, and start like feeling from that, excuse yourself from the situation to do these things, you know, be able to, to take deep breaths, get in a different, a completely different headspace distract yourself from the situation for a little bit if you need to, and then readdress it, then come back at it from that enlightened stance, because it's going to serve you so much better if you, if you're responding versus reacting. I love that like verbiage, respond versus react, because I think that is a totally like wide angle lens way of thinking. I love that, Kelsey. I'm definitely going to be using that in my everyday life. Um, if we don't, there's going to be so much drama in our life. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Don't you feel like after you start responding versus reacting in your life, that drama just like peeled away for the most part, right? Like life is still going to happen. It's still going to throw you like a sour bunch of lemons from time to time that don't mix well with Espelon and it's rude. Like at the same time, for the most part, like what will be happening will be real issues, you know, like, and those will happen from time to time, but it's not going to be like this petty drama that can really be so exhausting and hinder your growth at the end of the day. Hey, this is like a big deal, especially if you're like in a relationship to (laughs) respond instead of react. Because if you just respond with how your ghetto ass self wants to respond I'm talking to myself. <laughs> You're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like I have been through a lot. You know, I was with a, before my husband now, I was with somebody for 10 years that like was a cheater, you know, and I just like, he was my first and everything. So I just, that's what I do. That's what I grew up with. So with Patrick, if anything happens, like I'd start to like go back and think about how I used to act with my old, like basically my only other like boyfriend, <laughs> besides him. And I would just react how I used to react young, you know, finally, I just started to be like, this is not me anymore, you know? And I, now I like, I always take a couple minutes before I even react and go into the other room and start to think of like all of like, what are we going to say, Lindsay? I forget, but it was good. And it just complimented what you were saying. But no, I- it's totally cool. But like before I feel like you react and you always should, I feel like with every situation, not just your boyfriend or husband or mom or sister, just take a second mm-hmm. and think. And I would honestly say, get into another room if you can and think about not just your ego, like and what you really want to say, but them and like the truth of what you truly want to say. I feel like that always helps. I also think that sometimes people can totally be coming from a place of constructive criticism, but it could feel like an attack if you're at a point where you're not willing to accept or have that have that chat it's almost like if somebody challenges you and you're not ready to be challenged, you take it offensively and and you defend. You get into defense mode instead of absorbing it and being like oh okay like they actually have a point and I should look at this from a different way and realize yeah this is maybe something that I need to implement and uh you know again respond not react to sorry I was just like but they better like come at you real nice if you're in like a already shitty mode and they're like hey you should probably do this instead you're like are you kidding me there's a way to go about that oh yeah there's definitely a way to respectively give Um, to challenge somebody or to give them criticism for sure. I read this earlier and it really stuck out to me. It's from the book 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. And it says, retaining your personal power reduces your risk of depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues. Many mental health problems are linked to a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. When you decide not to give other people in external circumstances the power to control how you feel and behave, you gain more power over your mental health. So it's like when you are allowing what other people are doing and saying to take such a toll on you, mm-hmm. it, re- it like really gets you going down slippery slope. And I think the first question too, when you are feeling 
I guess for lack of a better word, triggered, you know, by what someone says, it, it makes you want to have that aggressive reaction back, that defensive reaction. The, if you are new to this, you know, kind of like dissecting your thought process and dissecting your reactions and trying to be better at responding, then I would say the first thing to ask yourself when you feel your chest tighten and you feel like your throat like tight and you are kind of like steam coming out of the ears, I would say like, what is this triggering in me right now? And that's a question that I've been asking myself if when I get into these situations where I have that like negative gut reaction, I say, what is this triggering me? Why am I actually bothered by this? Am I bothered because they simply don't agree with me? Am I bothered because X, Y, and Z and getting down to that route prior to responding. And it, as I'm explaining this, it takes a lot longer to explain than actually it's like a three second, you know, exercise really when you're in the moment, but understanding kind of what's, what that's triggering within you is super helpful because that's how you grow. And that's how you start identifying. Usually if you have that visceral reaction to something that someone's telling you when they're obviously coming from a good place, not being like in an attack mode, then that actually just highlights some work that you have to do. And we all have to do work. So there's no shame in that game, but it is actually just kind of like putting a spotlight on like, okay, like this is an area that we have some, you know, digging to do. And I think those are the times where you can give yourself grace to just circle back. The grace doesn't come with like, oh, this is my fourth week of putting off this thing I said I was going to do. That's not when the grace comes in. The grace comes in when you are trying, you know, like when you are actually putting that effort in to be a better version of yourself and forgive yourself along the way. I think that's when grace is the most beneficial and it's, it won't turn into that excuse. I'm like, you should delete the whole part of me trying to explain exactly what you just did very gracefully. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You have to say no. always. No, I love what you said though. Cause it's like, that's what I want. Literally like delete what I have to say because you, what you said, it was so perfect. And cause we all need that extra minute or two or hour to, mm-hmm. you know, realize what is like, why am I triggered? Mm-hmm. And then like learn and grow from that. And if you try and take it to another level, let the person that you kind of like, maybe you did say things that you shouldn't have at the moment, or maybe you are feeling some type of way, but you don't want to keep it inside. Please don't ever keep it inside. <laughs> let that person know why and how it's triggering you and how you're trying to learn and grow from it. Like just be communicative. <laughs> oh, so proud of you for that one. So yes, proud. You said it perfectly in everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> mic, mic, drop, mic drop. We're ending the episode right here. No, I'm <laughs> but when you said that the whole triggering situation, I think that I've realized, and I'm not sure if you guys can relate, but when I've been triggered by things in the past and I've taken a step back, a lot of the times I've realized I've been triggered because it is the way that the person is being or responding is reminding me of like a past version of myself when I wasn't able to handle things or to get to the point where I was able to react in the way that I am now. Uh, And I have realized that like the whatever's bothering me about that person or situation is a reflection of who I was in the past or the way that I handled things in the past. Wow. That's so interesting. And that actually, like you just saying that just made me realize what I think I get the most triggered by in those instances too. And that's when like, when I already know that I have an issue that I need to solve and someone else points it out. And that for me, I just want to be like, I can't stand it. But the thing is, is that I have to swallow that feeling and I have, and this is this person's first time. They don't know that this is an issue that I've been wanting to solve or wanting to tackle. They have no idea. How dare I like come at them with like, oh my God, I know, you know, like they'd be like, okay, crazy. Last time I offer you some advice. So that's what you were talking about, Kelsey, the whole criticism versus feedback. Yeah. Like, I I need to, honestly, same thing. I need to get better at recognizing the difference. Because I literally, if somebody's trying to point something out that, like, I need to work on that I already know, 
that is a friggin' stab to the heart. I'm like, and instead of like blaming myself to just take action and whatever, I, I get pissed off at them for telling me like how I should be doing things. But that's the truth. That's the reason why you get pissed off because it's, it's just triggering you because you know, you already know, you already know. Well, it can be, it can definitely be a shitty realization, but that's a huge piece of taking your power back is being able to respond in, uh, uh, (laughs) this reminds me of something Cohen learned in preschool. Stop, think, feel, act in a kind way (laughs) because we can want to, again, react instead of taking that as, wow, they're pointing this out and they're saying this to me because they're challenging me because they believe in me, right? Like this person is bringing this to my attention probably because they have respect for me. They're not necessarily trying to make me feel shitty. I feel shitty because I know that this is something that I need to address. So being able to take that with grace and say, you know what? You're actually so right. And this is something that I've been thinking about that I know that I need to do. And it may have just stung a little bit that you realized it and brought it up, but I'm going to take that into consideration and I'm going to use this as a way for me to move forward. Well, I actually saw this quote, Kelsey, the other day that says, nobody can hurt me without my permission. So I'm like, it's up to me if I want to take that or not you know like first of all who are you second of all it's up to me (laughs) i had like a few things to add to like wait like kind of ways to take your take your power back i think like a huge one that we all might really struggle with is forgiveness you know we can spend so much energy even if it's subconsciously living in the past of things that we like hold a grudge against or aren't willing to forgive someone over and i don't think that we realize how much energy that is taking from us kelsey and not just from us but like if it's taking from us it's taking from other people yeah that actually deserve your good energy Yeah, absolutely. But studies have shown that holding a grudge keeps your body in a state of stress. How wild is that? I was just going to say, you know what stress does? It literally ruins your life and it makes your body have all these crazy hormones that make you hold weight. It makes you, you know, anxious, like crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I've... In the past, I definitely had times where it was really hard for me to forgive people. And you guys, somebody doesn't even necessarily have to be sorry for you to forgive them. We can totally get into this on another episode. I'm not trying to like dive too deep into my personal life right now, but my relationship with my biological father and the way that like he's handled a lot of things, I held on to for a long time and had... I feel like I just was so bitter towards him and I have chosen to not have a relationship with him but I have completely forgiven him for all of the things he's never apologized for because it is was holding too much space in my life and was something that I just any time that it was brought up I felt so salty about it and now I'm just like when I think of the situation and the things that have happened in my life with this man, I hold no bitterness anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'm totally good and at peace with the way that I handled the situation and the way that I decided to say, I'm just, I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to just completely forgive him and he doesn't need to apologize for me to forgive him. He's forgiven, <laughs> you know, like, and that can be very hard, a hard place for some of us to get to because it's like, well, they never apologize. Why the fuck should I forgive them? Well, why shouldn't you? If it's holding you, your life hostage, then why would you want to stay in that space of holding that grudge. Yeah, grudges only hurt the person who's holding it. It really doesn't hurt the person you're holding that grudge against. It, you know, what I what I just heard from you speaking Kelsey and I think everyone listening can relate in some way to what you just said and just to kind of summarize it, forgiveness ha- only happens and it only matters within you. Forgiveness does not 
really affect the other person. It's just like you deciding that your happiness and your positive state of mind is more important than that person's apology, you know, in that instance. And I think what better way, even though it is kind of like definitely a topic, I think we should totally get into in the future, but like what better way to take your power back? You're taking your energy back. You're taking your, you know, your mindset back and you're taking so much back by forgiving. And I think a lot of times people do think forgiveness means that you're the first one to give, you know, like, and a lot of people are so stubborn. They don't want to give and don't, they don't want to be the first one to bend, but like, oh my gosh, do you know, like what happens when you bend is that you become more flexible. You become more fluid. You can roll with the punches. You, it doesn't mean you're a pushover. It means that you moved so that you can make room for something better in your life. Hey, Lindsay, this was so perfect, but I was thinking when the whole time you guys were talking, you were talking about like forgiving other people, but most important, it's important to forgive, forgive yourself, um, for all the things, you know, but honestly, that's what causes us so much. I feel like anxiety and whatever all the feelings, a lot of it is on us. So if you forgive yourself for little or small doesn't matter like fucking up your meal plan or not being where you want to be in your business or saying something to somebody that you shouldn't have forgive yourself first and then of course move forward with the actions you know like with forgive like, talking to that person if you did you know make an impact on whatever you did but most important you have to forgive yourself first or it's going to be so hard to move forward with anything wild that you said that Haley because I did a meditation today on it was a shadow work meditation and it was actually so powerful and at one point she towards the end of it she had you repeat mantras out loud and one of them was I forgive myself and I forgot what followed but basically like for all of the things that I haven't accomplished or that I'm like putting myself putting pressure on myself for that type of thing but I want to bring it back to the beginning of the meditation because this was like the second I heard this, I was like, this is going to be a good one. And I actually ended up crying, like tears of joy, not even, I wasn't upset. It released so many emotions. This, But she said, when you don't face your own darkness, you'll pretend you're only seeing light. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, I am so grateful, so grateful that we are all, th- I mean, all three of us, but and all of so many people in our network are living these lives where we're willing to confront instead of suppress, confront the things that we're going through instead of just continuing to push them down deeper. And that's another huge form of taking your power back is really just getting down to the nitty gritty of like, I can't just pretend this isn't, this doesn't exist. I need to face the dark pieces of the things that I've been through so that I can live in light instead of just pretending that I'm seeing light. If you don't address those dark pieces of you too, which like, you know, every beautiful painting has a shadow to it. Let's be real, you know, but if you don't address those, like life will keep challenging you to bring light to that shadow and work through that part of you until you do. So it's either like, you're going to face it now, or it's going to be a few months and it's going to feel like it's gone away. It's dormant. Life is going on. And then life is going to serve you an opportunity to see that same thing. And do you want to see that same thing? Or do you want to see it? But progress has been made, you know, and like, how do you want to reestablish your relationship with the shadow the next time it comes around? I think it's so important. Absolutely. Actually, one of the girls on our team, Brooke Petrez, she's amazing. She also has a podcast called She Glows, if you guys want to check it out. But she sent me something the other day. And it's like those Instagram quotes, like a swipe through, but it says, some people think it's funny when their ex won't leave them alone, think it's flattering when they it always comes back, when they always come back. I'll tell you one thing, your guides aren't amused. You have lessons to learn through that person. Spirit doesn't play that back and forth shit for no reason. Once I've learned a lesson with someone who isn't good for me, spirit places them out of reach. Blocking and deleting contacts are a form of energetic cord cutting. If your ex keeps reaching out and bringing up turbulent emotions, there's a chance you need to establish boundaries. There's also a chance that you have a spiritual lesson that needs to be worked through. 
most times in being direct, vulnerable, or getting in a place where you can show compassion. Normalize wrapping up business with people who no longer serve you and standing firm in your decision. Sometimes the universe sends people to hurt you to show you how to heal. And sometimes the universe has you spend time alone to show you that you're protected. Just wondering where this was in 2017. <laughs> just, it just broke. Where were you, girl? Where were you? I have chills all over my body. That is so amazing. Gosh, I mean, mic drop on this episode. I feel like what else could you need about really gaining your power back, you know? And I love that idea of like electric cord cutting because we do, we leave, if you leave an open door, you know, to a wound, that's not taking your power back. That's keeping it in someone else's hands. You think you have the power <laughs> in that situation, but really the other person does because you haven't closed the door on them yet you know, after all they've done, whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I probably have a problem with blocking people out of my life when they, uh, when they, when I get to a point where it's like, this person is just negatively impacting me. You blocked, like you're done, son. That's it. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that really when somebody is not bringing any positivity to your life and it just feels like a rune, a rune, a wound being reopened over and over again, and not only it being reopened, but like them pouring salt in it, like just, it's okay to let go and you don't have to feel bad about protecting you and your energy. That's another piece of taking your power back. We talked about a lot. We talked a lot about that in past episodes, but. One, one thing about that too, Kelsey, is I'm kind of the opposite, but I'm, I want to be more like your mentality and I'm growing to more of a place like that where, because that is a hundred percent, like taking your power back is that like, even if you have to hit them with a hard block, doesn't matter. You have your power. Um, but I feel like I growing up, and this is something I talked about with my therapist who shout out, but like, I felt so rejected, like socially growing up, whether that was my own complex, whether it was really happening, like who knows what my reality really was <laughs> at this point. But, um, but that's how I felt. I felt super rejected by friend groups, you know, like girls were not the nicest to me. And I, so I have a hard time cutting people up because I never want anyone to feel the way that I did. I know how I felt. And even if someone actually hurts me and actually deserves to not really be in my life and have my energy, I do have a hard time closing that door or I did. I'm working on it. I'm getting better at it. But I, for anyone listening who might be in that same position where you like, you are feeling for whatever reason, super sympathetic and empathetic to this person who's hurting you, that's a different story. And I think that's probably a whole different episode, but at the same time, like just know that that person is not being rejected by you. That person rejected themselves from being a part of your life. They took themselves out of that the second that they started to treat you poorly on any scale, you know? So it's not, you're not doing something to them. They've already done it. This is just a, a consequence of their action. It's not your action that's putting them in a bad spot. So I just wanted to remind everyone of that too. Lindsay, I love that. It's like when you blame others, you give up your own power to change, to make, you know, to make the change that you really need. But because like you're literally spending the time trying to blame it on somebody else somebody else's actions has nothing to do with yours, <laughs> you know? hundred percent. Um, I don't know what I just walked into, but I like it. <laughs> I just have that song stuck in my head from earlier. Take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go to see the I love how we all act like this is just normal. <laughs> Break out in song and we dance to the other person singing. You know what, though? In my life, like, that is normal. <laughs> Same. My like, sisters do it all the time. I know you're my people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Haley, do you want to introduce the segment? What do you, I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? I think you just did. <laughs> so, <amazing>. Kelsey. <laughs> it's time for your favorite segment of the episode. <laughs> Truth or tequila shots? I was just going to call it tots. Yeah. Tots. So, tots, 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 tots. <laughs> hey, everybody. Haley, on the kick drum. You can kick oh, it off, Haley. Jean, truth yes. of tequila. Oh, God. I have a shot of tequila, <laughs> but I'm open to a question. It just depends on if I want to answer it or not. Mm. Oh, so if you take the... Oh, I like this layer here. So if you take the shot of tequila, then you don't necessarily have to answer the question. Yes. If you want to. Yes. Oh, it's like truth or dare. Oh, so can we make them like crazy questions? Oh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Here for it. Rolling with it. All right. <sighs> take your shot and let's brainstorm here on a question. Lindsay, I'll let you ask the question. I'll do half. <laughs> I'll do half now, half later. Okay. <laughs> I chose the giant shot glass. Oh, look, I did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I have so much more to go. Oh my gosh, good. All right, let's see. So, Haley, hypothetically speaking, if I was making a movie of your life, who do you think would play you and Patrick? What? Or who would you want to play you and Patrick? And it can be, like, either, like, aesthetically, you're like, oh my gosh, doppelganger, duh. Or um, I just love this person and I don't. I already know. Wait. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I have two. Oh my goodness, I need to choose. So, <laughs> I, you know what? I know who I choose. It is Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. That's who it is. Hey, That's aren't they answer. an actual couple? Yeah. Yes, girl. <laughs> the on-screen chemistry would be off the charts. <laughs> they have been together for so long. They're, like, amazing together. They're, like, hilarious. Don't take themselves too seriously or, them, mm-hmm. like, each other too seriously. I, they're really fun to follow, actually. Imagine Blake Lively with, like, your hair, though. Like, I think she could. So, honestly, for my girl crush, like, uh, it's Blake Lively. So, yeah. and also, it, it could be Ryan. No problem. <laughs> your girl crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Hey, love that, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Kelsey, what are you doing? Truth or tequila? I'll do both. Okay. If you had one extra hour of free time a day where, like, no one could penetrate it, pun intended, or talk to you, <laughs> like, anything, how would you spend that one hour of time? An extra hour? Yeah. My, my response would definitely be read more because I always feel like I don't no matter how much I read in a day I feel like it's almost like never enough time so yeah I would definitely dedicate an hour to reading I know I'm so lame (laughs) it's so hard for me to keep my mouth shut right now hope you know that (laughs) hard (laughs) cheers cheers am I taking a shot Am I taking a shot right now with you guys? Because I have one. I could take half of mine with you. We can do a little Well, group. I'll take another, like, three-quarter. Okay. Right, let's all do it at the same time. Oh, I cheers. guess I should say one-third. I miss you. Love you guys. I miss you. Love you so much. Love you. All yours, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, guys. That's our new intro song, whatever I just did with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. God, I miss you guys so much. It's disgusting. I know. I can't wait. It's actually depressing. All right. All right. All right. I feel like this is a good one because I think everybody just like wants to know more about your sweet little relationship over there. (laughs) So what is your biggest turn on in a partner? Mm. And then I also am going to ask the reverse. Okay. I'm so, here for it. What's your biggest okay. turn on and what's your biggest turn off? 
Okay, biggest turn on. Gosh, so many things come to mind right now. I'm just kidding. They, they what to mind? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to make me blush. Um, okay, so honestly, my biggest turn on is in a partner is someone who can catch me off guard with their sense of humor. And my boyfriend, Nate, 100% does that. It is very rare because I like to think I'm quick-witted and, like, you know, always have, like, the ba bunch going on. But he, like, comes at me with some stuff sometimes that is so funny. It is hilarious. It's a movie quote from the vault. It's, at, like, an uh, inside joke. Like, it is just my actual favorite thing like if you can make me crack up laughing you you got me basically and then the alternative the biggest turn off I think when I see if I've ever seen my partner being rude to someone else Mm. in front of me and be or like be dismissive or just not like the vibe, you know, like not passing the vibe check to someone who is just like a stranger or a friend. I can't stand that. And that is definitely something that I feel like I'd be like, oh gosh, no. Or like, like eating weird. One time I went on a date with a guy and it wasn't, he was not my partner. It was just a first date and it only was ever a first date. Another one for you. Uh, <laughs> and like we were at a Mexican restaurant and we both ordered tacos and there's comes like rice and beans with it. And he stirred the rice and beans aggressively together in such a manner my drink was shaking. And he was just, like, talking the whole time. I was just like, this is, I just don't understand what puree you are making (laughs) right now, senor. Like, what is happening? Oh, I feel sick. It was so weird. It was so weird. That's not actually, like, a turn off, like, whatever. Do what you want with your uh, right. One of my biggest pet peeves, now that we're on the topic, is, like, when people chew loud or make, or mouth noises. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot with the mouth noises when you're eating. Like, keep your mouth closed. Uh, there's a little, yeah. I'm laughing because I know I do that. Like, nothing satisfies me more if I'm eating something crunchy than really, like, crunching it and my boyfriend will look at me and he'll just look he won't say anything he'll just look at me and I go "Hmm, sorry (laughs) I know what I'm doing okay note to self stop chewing like fucking cow (laughs) I I think that I would love you so much if you did that that's that's adorable it's it's more the it's more the slurping noises that get me like when when co eats soup sometimes I'm like bro you're like like take a bite. You don't need to slurp the whole sip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How many slurps does it take to get to the Mm. bottom of a soup Mm. bowl? Mm. Oh, I, oh, I had a different song. How many slurps? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like that was just like the teaser. I need the, you know what song I'm thinking of? I'm like, I feel like I kind of wanted to answer that question for myself. What did I ask you? Oh, biggest turn off and biggest turn on. Yeah, you can answer it, bitch. I think, well, I think biggest turn, I already said biggest turn off. I think that's a huge one for me. And same with the rudeness. That's Mm -hmm. like, ugh. Um, But biggest turn on is, uh, I I noticed that I'm like, books? Like, I just talked about, like, wanting to read for an hour. I just get, like, an hour a day more to read and, like, (laughs) but also like mental stimulation i cannot stand surface level conversation when you're trying to get to know someone i fucking hate the like so how are you oh good morning blah 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 like just like the that there's zero depth to it that is such a problem for me it does not hold my attention i can't do it i like really when somebody actually wants to get to know me and ask deep like intellectual questions that is more attractive to me than most things i just i think that anything other than that i'm like nope yeah it's a waste of time yeah just like i don't it doesn't hold my attention i'm like see ya on never (laughs) like like talking to someone versus having a conversation with someone two very different things absolutely and i would never i'm never the type of person where like if the conversation dies and they're asking such boring questions, I'm not going to continue to like 
ask a ton of questions to get to know them better. I'm like, okay, so there's no like mutual understanding here. This is just weird. And this is dragging on in like the stupidest way possible. You're wasting my time. Hate when people waste my time. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, like, think about it. Like when you're 80 years old, who do you want to be next to? You want to be next to the person who like you can't stop talking to because that's all you're going to be able to do is just sit and talk. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do it anymore <laughs> at some point in life. So yeah, and, like you're not like going out to the bar. Maybe you are at 80. If you are, rock on with your bad self. But like I know it's actually my grandma's 80th birthday today. Shout out Mima. Oh, happy um, birthday, grandma. Oh, but what I really wanted to say though is beauty fades. So, like, at the end of the day, who do you want to spend your time with and actually, like, be able to have conversation with? I think that, wow, that is, like, the best thing I ever heard. Yeah. Well, because you can be, like, so attracted to somebody, but eventually things can stop working. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not, like, not for a long, long time, but, you know. Yeah, but, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what you have, you know? And, like, when life gets crazy and life gets scary and life you know slows down you know whenever life changes you're not gonna you might not have the excitement yeah of like looking for like what the next best good looking person or I don't know I just uh, that's one thing that I've always thought in the back of my mind whenever I think about my boyfriend is I'm like that is the type of person I could be 80 with not like who I want to be seen out with. I'm like, can I be 80 with you? Okay, cool. And like, this is working out really well. Um, speaking of, I'm very butthurt about Ed Sheeran in his line. Oh my gosh. Like, sorry. Not sorry at all. Wait, what happened with Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran only loves people until he's 70. So that's what's going on. Oh, there. until they're 70. I'll be loving Sorry, you. until they're 70 or whatever the fuck. But whatever it is, it hurts my feelings, hurts my heart, and um, I'm trying to move past that. Like what, when we're 71, it's just over? Literally, he always says that he's going to love you until he's 70. That's it. All right. Well, that's all he wrote. Time's a ticking. Let's get it, Eddie boy. So, we're done with you. You know what? I learned from, from Eddie. Yeah. Um, we've, we've learned. Big Ed. Fucking Eddie. Fucking Chalky. <laughs> Chalky. <laughs> Fucking Eddie. Fucking Eddie. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Crystals to Cocktails podcast. We can't thank you enough. Follow us on Instagram at Crystals to Cocktails and hit that subscribe button, baby. Yes, yeah, so and make sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. All right. Love you. <laughs>